0: And welcome. We are live. Welcome back to the another episode of the Golden Ticket Show. We're out here uh coming off a, a weird day yesterday. Hope everyone had a great Sunday. Hope everyone's teams won. Hope all your bets did as best they can. Uh, but we got we have a huge, huge slate today. Happy Equinox. Today is the sports equinox. We have all four major sports playing at the same time today. We have a World Series matchup. We have some NHL action. We have so we have Monday night football and we have an NBA slate that looks amazing tonight. So, be ready. We have a lot going on tonight. We have a lot of great bets. There's a lot of money all over the place. First thing we're going to do is we're going to break down yesterday's slate. Now, if you follow us, if you followed our Twitter page, Gotham Gambling, we had a weird day. Our our straight plays in the 1 p.m. slate went too well. We had, we had We hit the over on the Rams Cowboys. I think those teams were due for a big game. I don't think anyone was expecting it to be such a blowout, but those two were definitely good. They were due for something huge, and we were right on that one, so I'm glad we hit that. We we kind of crapped the bed on Saints-Colts. The Colts just, I, you know, I thought the Saints defense could hold them. This just feels like one of those teams they could find. They just quietly put up 30 points, and you don't even realize what happened. And our last play was Jets-Moneyline. That was a sweat if I have ever seen one. That was old-school New York football, ugly as could be. And it was great to watch for at least for me as a as a someone living in New York that's not a fan of either teams watching the agony and the struggle of that game of two franchises that are just struggling. Uh it, it was a thing of beauty, honestly. <laughs> um we're gonna go over our prize picks real quick. We had a six play prize pick play on our Sunday action, we went we went one two and three. I mean we did we got crushed by uh, Bryce Young went off, um, Desmond Ritter getting pulled. I honestly think he, he hits that line. If he doesn't get pulled, uh, young Hoku came in for us. Um, if you see young Hoku's kick line and it's under 200, take his field goals. They do not kick the ball. What's they, they can't get that ball in the end zone. So that was just a perfect hit. Keenan Allen hurt us again. And Amon ra is probably not going to play tonight. If he is, he's not going to be healthy. So we're going to chalk that up to an L. Uh, our two big parlays, both lost. Nico Collins hurt us. I even looked at it. Everyone hit their lines except Nico Collins. Uh, Desmond Ritter hurt us on that one as well. And our NBA plays didn't do much better. Um, Shay, Shay kind of shit the bed, had a terrible night shooting. Milwaukee got blown out. So not the best night, but we did hit our ladder play. So we're on day two of the ladder. If you hadn't seen, we posted that on Twitter earlier. Um, We're going to do a quick go over to it because I don't want to talk too much about it and risk it. um, Because that's we're we're looking to get towards day three here, and I really like that play. Um, I've made it when there was not a lot of options this morning, so it's a lot more legs than I wanted to be. But you know, we're here. Um, We're on to day two. Um, That's what I like. So that's how we did Sunday. Wasn't the best night. But we still managed, we only managed to go down about two two and a half units. So we are still up. Um and we're gonna go down to the NBA. Now, if you've been following our NBA plays, we have been on a scorcher to start the year. Um is the best way I can explain it. I've I've usually been fairly hot in, when it comes to uh, basketball, but I've never seen days like this. We had back-to-back $100 win days. Um, we, finish, we, we start the month ju- on basketball alone. We are up 30 units on the season. So if you followed us and you're going at $10 a unit, you'd be up $300 to start the year already. And we're not even a full weekend. Today's day seven of the NBA season. We have a lot of great bets for you. I have three plays I love and three player props I love. Now, obviously, I'm going to be posting a lot more parlays throughout the night, so make sure you guys are following on on Twitter. Make sure you get those notifications on um, because I'll be posting as much as I possibly can. You know, work work a morning shift. It's hard to get some of these plays out um, without getting them out a little bit too early, but I got a lot that I like today. Um, So, Actually, even I went through the trouble of getting you guys a graphic and everything today. So we're going to start with our three NBA best bets today. So our first one is the Nets plus three and a half. Now, this one's a really weird game. The lines are kind of all over the place. Um, I took this about three hours ago. Um, The best odds you can find them at now is plus one. Um on DraftKings. If you like this one, they've been at Pick'em all day. I understand Cam Johnson's out, but I really don't understand that. This Hornets team is just atrocious, and I think they're just rocking off the fact that the Nets have struggled their first two games. But when you look at who they played, they played a Mavericks team that has something to prove this year. They played a Cleveland team that they held on to pretty well for a team that's attempting to contend for some kind of relevance and title. Hopes this year. I guess the best way you would say them. Um, You know, you got you have a you have a team that there's no real other other than Cam Johnson. No one else is injured. They're full lineups in. You have a guy off the bench that's putting up 30 a game against a Hornets team that is just no defense half-assed offense. Um, they're not good this year. They're trying to ease LaMelo back in from injuries and risking playing him too much and hurting him. But, you know, Rozier has been went, has kind of cooled off this year. Hayward hasn't done anything notable. Brandon Miller's struggling off the bench. P.J. Washington's been a bright point, but, you know, when, when Bridges comes back, he might lose his spot. So you have to worry about that. And you know and, and he he's very streaky he hits a cold streak he's cold for a month um so you really got to be careful with that um and they also get out rebounded like crazy i think they i think i saw something that said they've had yeah i'll I'll go over it more later but they've had they've given up over 13 rebounds to three different players at least this season so i really look out for this team to just get if if rich um not Richards Williams gets uh, in foul trouble. He's not going to be around too much in this game, and it's going to be a a fairly easy dominating game on the board for the Nets. And that's going to lead to a lot of offensive rebounds and scores. Um, so there we got, we got, I got Nets plus three and a half. I, it's weird because this was three and a half, but they were plus three and a half, but they were still favored. Um, which is the weird thing with a lot of these um uh, these pick 'em but, uh, plays and both I don't I still don't understand why the odds are this close, but you know, if you want to take the money line, the money line was around minus one ten. I took the three and a half just in case. Um, so there's that. Our next play is Pacers minus two and a half. We gotta ride the hot hand here. That's the best way to go through NBA. NBA is a streaky sport, you gotta ride the streaks as best you can until the wheels fall off. The Pacers have played very well this year. I've This is the one team I've been able to watch just about every one of their games. It looks it looks like what I think a lot of people thought the Grizzlies were going to be in terms of they kept the same core together. And everyone's playing well because they know each other's strengths. You have two guys off the bench in Heald and Neesmith that could be starters on at least 15 different teams. And they're putting up great numbers off the bench. You brought in a defensive anchor to to work on the biggest issue, which was giving points to players at the one through three spot. And they're doing that with Bruce Brown. And you have a guy with Halliburton that we saw last night. At any point, he can just go off for 20 points. And, you know, he's giving you 18, 8, and 10 on any given night with eight, nine other players behind him that can put up anywhere from 15 to 20 every single night. I really like this team going up against a Chicago Bulls team that is struggling to say the least. They're they've lost three straight. They or they, excuse me, they've lost two of their last three. They have played horribly, and even in their win, they just they can't seem to get a rhythm. And I think this is the end of the DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic big three. I think Donovan gets trade gets fired and they trade away one of those three and try to get some kind of draft compensation back and start the rebuild. So four straight, a a third loss to a team that did not make the playoffs last year is going to be killer for them. And I just, I don't, I don't see any way around that the Pacers lose this game unless it's just a cold shooting night. But the way, the way they played when they had a bad shooting night the other night, I, I still don't see them losing this game. So I took the spread to cover some of the points. I think last I checked, the money line was around 152. So you're knocking off about 40 points there. But I really love that play. So that's something good to go with. Um, we all, Our last play is a plus money play. I'm trying to get at least one of these in every night. Um, and I have... I've been pretty good on them. We we we've, we've only put two up so far since the NBA season has started on plus money straight bets, and two they have both won every time. We took the Pelicans and we took the um, who was it? We took the Lakers the other night. Uh, Magic money line. The Magic have looked great this year compared to last year. This looks like a totally different ball club, and this is why I like. I think that there's going to be a drop off, and they'll probably make still make top ten though. But you have Cole Anthony coming off the bench, putting up 18 a game. You have Franz Paulo putting up 15 to 20 a game on any given night. They've looked great. You have Markel Fultz putting up great numbers without a jump shot in this day in the NBA that's rare. And there's, there's nothing flashy that stands out, but they put up such good numbers it's something you can't ignore. And, that's some, and especially going against a Lakers team – that is coming off where they've been talking a lot about minute limits for a lot of their starters to keep them fresh throughout the year. Going up after a game where they played into overtime in a very tight game, I could see a little bit of uh, minutes being restricted for AD and LeBron and a lot of the starters. And with that, I think the Magic coming off two days rest, this is a great chance for them to keep fresh and keep the hot streak going. Um, The spread was plus two and a half last I checked. Let me double check that. It's still at plus three. So I think a lot of the money is on. There's there's more money. The the spreads are weird. Um, More money has been placed on LA to cover a two point spread or LA to win. But I think the magic can pull it off. I think a lot of people are liking the under. It was. But be careful with that under because it was at 222 and a half this morning and 82% of the money in the bets have been on the under and they dropped the line down about four points. So, you know, we could potentially see a sneaky over here in that game, but I love the money line in this situation. Just give me the magic straight up when if if the spread's less than a bucket and I like the underdog, I just take the money line straight up because because. That one and a half spread, two and a half spread doesn't mean anything unless your team loses on a heartbreak. Um, but that's that's not going to be the case here tonight. I think Magic win this handily. Um, and just and then we we hear another week of is LeBron wash? Is it time for him to retire? Um, and all that. So those are my three straight bets. We got Nets cover a four point spread, pacers cover a two and a half, and Magic two wins straight up. And now we're going to our player props. This is where we've made most of our money this year, mainly in parlays. Um, like I said, we we made the joke on the show last night that um, I get the title of parlay god after we hit a plus 1,600 uh, parlay this weekend. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that later because we're going to go over something similar to that. Uh, but these are the three player props I like. We're going to start with Ben Simmons over 8.5 rebounds. I mentioned this one because we mentioned the hornets earlier. They're one of the worst rebounding teams in rebounding opportunities they rank last and in rebounding opportunities that have been taken from them, they rank in the top five so this is a team that just cannot do almost anything it's 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 just it's just terrible like you get you have such good potential players out there and you can't do anything with it. It's it's something that's sad to see. Like growing up in the Carolinas, like Charlotte's just always been terrible and they don't know how to manage their talent and it just keeps going. But this is anyway, that's for another stream. Um Simmons is averaging 10 rebounds a game right now. He's kind of found his niche on this team and that's to be a rebounder next to Claxon. and when Claxon's not there to be the lead rebounder. Um, the offense that he's given, they've given up at least twelve rebounds in three to three different players. They gave up seventeen to Duran. They gave up uh, on opening night. They gave up fifteen to Capella. And in that same game where Duran got seventeen, Asur Thompson had fourteen. This team is getting out rebounded by undersized bigs, and they're getting out rebounded by seven footers. They're getting out rebounded by everyone. Ben Simmons is on a tear on the boards. And I think with the fact that they've put a team around him around, I don't want, they're not revolving the team around Ben Simmons, but they've put the team around Ben Simmons when he's on the floor is spot up shooters and guys that create their own shots or like to wait for the dish. So when Ben drives, there's open space. And whenever he's there to crash the boards, there's no one there. And there's not as much congestion. Because I think even with Claxton in, he's not going to play a lot of minutes next to Claxton. And so for now, while Claxton is out and Cam Johnson's out, take his rebound line. Um, It jumped up to nine last I saw. I would still take it. I think he's good for ten. Nine's at plus money, so I wouldn't put as much. It might be a little bit more of a lean. But something I really like there, Ben Simmons is going to go off. If Mark Williams gets in foul trouble again, like he's prone to, they don't have anyone that's going to match up down low. So Ben Simmons should, if if you see foul trouble night game, Ben Simmons is going to kill that line. Um, our next one is Tyrese Halliburton over 10.5 assists now. So I saw it move down to 9.5. I've seen it move up to 11, and I've seen 10.5 at like plus money. But this is, I caught this at exactly plus 100. I probably have another one that's at like minus 102 that I did this morning. And I just saw it go up and I had to. This offense revolves around him. And the way it's playing is great. He can score on his own. He can score off the catch. He can score without the ball. He can dish. He makes all the players better around him, whether it's a pick and roll, pick and pop. They don't even run those types of plays. It's just when he can find them when they're open and he can find them even when they're not open. And he he's going to lead the league in assists this year. He's putting up 20 and 11 a game. He's finished right around 11 twice, but... I really think with the way this team can stretch out the floor, he can get to the basket and force a drop down especially with if this game stays close because the Pacers have had a habit this year of either blowing a team out or they've let them hang around a little bit too much. So if they let the Bulls hang around he's definitely hitting this. So be if you if you see this game turn into like a 15-20 point game, take a cash out if you see it. Um, I wouldn't even risk it but the plus value on this I, okay so i haven't written down i caught it this morning there was at this morning i saw it at 111 and the expected value on this play was 104 and then i saw it drop down to a 100. so but i still like the play even though the drop down was so significant And so if you don't know what the expected value is it's when they run simulations of the game if the value is higher or lower or is more beneficial if it's not if they basically misread the line and it should be something that's a little bit more beneficial for you. Like, for example, this was plus 111. They said they're overvaluing it and it's or they're undervaluing it. It should be at plus 105. So that's when you take it because you're getting six points for free, basically. Um, He he should cash this with ease. Uh, I'm, I'm already sick of this Bulls team. I know Doug's going to kill me for that one. But um, this, this Bulls team is just, it's depressing. And I think the Pacers are just going to hammer another nail in their coffin and do it with so much pace and style that you don't know what happens. Um, and our last one is our poster boy right there, Michael Porter Jr., Mr. Never Swing the Rock. He has been crazy on the boards this year. So I don't know why this line isn't higher. He has hit 9 or more every game this season. He in the first quarter alone he's averaging 5 boards a game. He had 7 boards in the first quarter against the Thunder. He had 4 against the Lakers. He is crashing the boards and it's taking a lot of this stress off of off of Jokic and it's taking a lot of this stress off of this team knowing that they don't have to go out and get more big men they don't have to keep putting these big men in. they can run their system how it's designed because now they have a six foot ten guy who can shoot the three and dominate scoring wise but he's crashing the glass seven and a half rebounds against a team that walker kessler is having a bad year right now i mean granted it's it's two games in you know obviously you can't really say he's having a great, he's having a bad year, but he's he's not. he hasn't had the best year so far. He hasn't had the best couple of games to so the point his rebound line is like six. He had four rebounds in his first game, and you don't really want to see that from your seven-foot defensive player of the year candidate on your team. I think there's going to be so much focus on Jokic that Porter Jr. is going to be able to get back in there. I think this is the one team that you should worry about because of their height that he might get out rebounding cuz a lot of these teams have been playing small ball but i just think the way the, the the jazz have been playing a lot of transition d so they're not they're not going to the rim as much on the shots and i think that's where porter junior can succeed the the big killer for this would be jokic because they don't have a stretch big and kessler's going to stay under the basket which means jokic is going to stay under the basket so that's something to look out for but Again, I think all three of these are easy caches. I've seen a lot of value in these, and I see them have being a little bit undervalued for what they're at and what they're worth. So we will we will see how that goes. Um, a lean I really like is I'm leaning um, DeAndre Ayton's uh, to get a double double. Um, I didn't want to put it on there because he's been iffy, but I. The way Toronto and Portland are shooting, they're not shooting well. They're the bottom. They're in the bottom ten of sh- uh, field goal percentage. No Robert Williams tonight, which means Aiton's going to get an increase in minutes. And even with Williams in, Aiton's been averaging about eight and nine. I like him getting a double double tonight. I di- wasn't as confident because it was a, it was close to plus money. So, but it's a lean. I put a couple on it. It's something that I think has some value. So that's something to look at as well. And now we're gonna go to this has become my favorite thing in the NBA season. Um, for frequency sakes, uh, my uh my bosses have loved these. Um, to the point, um, they they asked me for another one today. So we're gonna do a sponsored by for frequency sake NBA daily double 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 parlay every game this season. So we did I did this for fun on Friday because I saw a couple matchups that looked good and it felt weird that these players were overvalued it was at a plus 500 for what was it for Julius Randle, Giannis and Jokic to get a double double it was like a plus 500 which I thought was a very weird line for three guys which I think Randall was getting a little undervalued Going into the year, sorry, something just fell off my computer. I don't even know what the hell this is. Um, Randall was getting a lot of undervalued, a lot more undervalued because of the new buy-ins and how Mitchell Robinson's been playing. But it was that was still almost a guarantee. And so we also hit one this weekend. We didn't post it, we were just trying to test these out to see how they did, but we did hit a plus sixteen hundred odds parlay. So ten dollars to 160 right there. And we we missed out on one last night because I tried to get a little too cocky and took a heat check and it didn't work out in our favor. So we missed it by we missed it by one leg. It was Shangoon. We missed it by three rebounds and two assists. So we're we're going for round we're going for game number four here. Um, we got Halliburton, who, like I said, I think he's getting 10 assists. He could put up 10 rebounds as well. He and he's good for 10 to 15 points a night. Durant has been one of the hottest players in the league. And if you don't know who Jalen Durant is, you need to remember this name because that man is going to be a beast for years to come. I called this last year, I was mad when I saw the Knicks get rid of. Uh, get rid of him in the draft because I thought he would be a great fit in a low budget. Mitchell Robinson, and they could have traded Mitchell Robinson and got Mitchell Robinson 2.0 for less money if they didn't trade Jalen Duran. Which I don't know how Thibodeau would have done. Uh, if if you if you know me, you know my opinion on Thibodeau. So I'll I'll leave it at that. And we got Giannis. This is a Giannis in uh, potential playoff matchup games against teams that where he, he usually will face in the conference semifinals and conference finals. Last year alone, he had a double-double in 28 of the 30 games. He's gotten a double-double in, I think, every game this year. So I, th- I can't remember if he got one last night. Um, I know he got – I think he got close, because I remember I put him for like 10 boards or something. So he probably did. Um, but those three right there, that's plus 200. So we've hit a plus five hundred. We've put a plus sixteen hundred. We lost on a plus seven hundred, but we're gonna we're gonna try to cash on a plus two hundred. Um, we have we have a bunch of official, more official plays uh, on our picket page. Um, if you go uh, use picket, use code free throw sixty one hundred, and you uh, can get a boost and recognition for us. Um, I mean, there's other players. I have like seven, eight players I really like for double doubles tonight. We said Aiton, Isaiah Stewart is a sneaky one because the thing with Duran that I'm worried about is if Holmgren kind of keeps him away from the basket, but I don't see that happening because of how big he is and how quick he can move. So I, but there, there's about eight, nine players that have really high potential. We've done a lot of parlays with all of them, but this is just my my guaranteed lock that I I know for sure is going to absolutely cash. I wanted to post that so we can get a third win up really fast. Um so there's that. Yeah, that's it's that's an easy one. We uh we took an L last night. I just wanted to get a dub back up so we didn't have back-to-back losing days. So, I'll take that. Um so those are our NBA plays for the night. Once again, we're going to be posting some late night plays. Once the early games start, some of the games for the 10 p.m. window, the 9 p.m. window. So be sure to tune in to our Twitter at Gotham Gambling, our Instagram at Gotham Gambling. We're going to be posting these all night, get you guys set up for uh, to make some money. Um, like I said, we're we're up nearly $300 in the first week of the season. So we're going to keep this money moving. Um, as you saw on the graphic here, too, let me pull this back up. We are 75 and 64. We've hit this. We have only been in the NBA for six days and we are already 75 wins in and $300 up. So there's that. We're going now we're going to transit. Like I said, I'm not touching baseball the rest of the way I've been enjoying the world series, not betting it. Um, As a avid Phillies hater and an avid Astros hater, this could be the best possible matchup for me. So I just, didn't want to touch anything. I just wanted to sit and enjoy a World Series matchup with two teams that no one had any clue. Um, as a Braves fan, it's great seeing De- Degrom, Scherzer, and Fan, uh, three Mets players, make the World Series while the Mets are and sitting at home watching it right now. So that that's just that was just entertaining to see, and they playing great. So th- this is this is a fun this is a fun World Series. I love watching it. It's worth take, it's worth t- risking out on money I could potentially win. And we were cold on hockey. Our co-owner, um, our CFO, Frank, ha- hasn't had many hockey plays. He wants to see how the season develops first. So we're going to hopefully get back into hockey in the next couple of weeks um, and get you some plays there. But that's, that's Frank's thing. I never, I didn't grow up watching hockey, so I haven't had much of a experience with that one. So we will, we're, we're relying on uh, Mr. Frank there for those. So we're going to break down the NFL slate for this upcoming week, and then we're going to give you guys a four-leg parlay at plus 275, close to plus 300 now, I think, last I checked, um, for Monday Night Football that I guarantee you can cash, and a player a straight player prop that they would not let me put in this parlay no matter how hard I tried. That is almost a guarantee lock tonight. We're going to start with Thursday night football. We voided our game last week. I told you guys to take the over. It was over 42. They finished right at 42 on the dot. This week's game is, this is going to be, an. Uh, this, this could be one of those games that it's either terrible to watch. It's not anything that's going to be fun. It's going to be one of those games where everyone turns it off at halftime and talks about how bad primetime football sucks. It's, you have two, these two teams are so bad. And the only reason I'd be watching this is just because I want to see if Will Levis can do what he did last week. Again, I want to see if he can go off for four touchdowns again, against a much better defense than what he faced in this first day. Now we don't know if Kenny Pickett is playing. He is, he still listed as questionable last I saw. Um, so there, there is that. I think the spread's kind of stayed the same. I think it's going to stay the same regardless if he plays or not. But Kenny can, can Pickett is Zach Wilson with a Hall of Fame coach. I've said it multiple times, and I will stand on that statement. Vrabel has not been the best coach in ten, for Tennessee, but I really, really want to see what Levis does with a full – now that everyone knows what he's done, he can be scouted against a good defense. So I think if you had to take something in this game, I would take the under. I think this game's going to be very low scoring. Matt Canada cannot call an offense, and this is a perfect opportunity to expose him because this is one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. And if Matt Canada cannot get Kenny can Pickett to throw for at least 250 yards against this secondary, then he needs to be fired and burned at the stake at this point this this is going to be a very low scoring game you're going to see a lot of seven eight minute long drives that end in field goals or three and outs if i had to take anything gun to my head i would take the under but if not i'm not touching this game at all that it's unless i see something last minute and of course i'll let you guys know that before anyone else but that there's just nothing in this game that makes me think this is going to be anything i want to watch i might Usually on Thursday nights, I stay up a little later just to watch the game. I'm going to bed an hour earlier just to catch up on sleep, so I don't have to worry about this game. Um, we're gonna our Sundays take it or leave it. Uh, we're gonna start with the 1 p.m. slate. There's this is another one of those weeks where we're at the point of the season where we just have to wait and see on every team. There's no there's no like guarantee locks that you could catch opening day. Um, there's a couple of spreads that I think. When you got when it gets to Friday or Saturday, you're going to say, damn, I wish I took that on Monday because the spread was so low and I could get an easy win. But um, I'm going to take we're going to start with the the game in Germany. I'm going to take the Chiefs over. They have not hit and they've not they've struggled to get past 50 points this year. They have not hit it once. Um, We went on a rant about Taylor Swift and the Chiefs on Sunday. I'm not even going to go back over that one. But the Chiefs, after a loss, are forty and eleven, and these are two of the most high-powered, fun to watch offenses. I think this game could go over. I think as we learn a little bit more, we hear Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy from whatever flu stomach bug he had. Um, this could go up even more. We've seen some very fun games. I think every, I think there were one and one on international games on the over. Um, But those were very low. Those were like 39-40. This is the first one that's like a 51-52. But I just think as good as, as solid as the Kansas City defense is, and as many holes as the Dolphins defense has, this is going to be their first test with Jalen Ramsey. I think Mike McDaniel's has enough tricks up his sleeve to put up at least three touchdowns. And Patrick Mahomes Kent is going to be able to put a drive together against this defense at least two to three times. I could see this game getting close to 40 points by halftime. So give me the over on that one. And we're obviously going to monitor that. If we see it go too high, if you see it go closer to like 53, 54, then just leave it. I don't think they're going to get that high. Or if they do, it's going to be a stretch. Um, But take it. And if it goes under 50, I would say stay away from it just in case. But I, that's where I'm keeping my line at right now. Um, The other one we're for sure going to take this week is the Browns team total. They have hit their team total in every game this season, but one. They have a backup quarterback that's in. If you look at his stats, he is not good. He has thrown for one touchdown and five interceptions. He has like a 10 QBR. He has not looked good at all this year on paper. But when you watch the games, he looks like a starting caliber quarterback on, I wouldn't say a playoff team, but a, he would be a good bridge quarterback. I'm high on P.J. Walker just because I got to watch him play a lot in Carolina and I really liked what he did. But this there's something weird with this team that every week it feels like, oh, the Browns suck. We're going back to the old Browns. They don't have any offensive weapons, but they somehow put up 24, 25 points every week. Their line was at 20 and a half last I checked. Excuse me. Um, oh, sorry, God, my throat's killing me. Um, they're lined with at twenty and a half. I against the Seahawks, I think they could they put up good numbers. Um, against the Cardinals, they should be able to put up three touchdowns in the game. The only way I could see is if it's like seventeen nothing going into the fourth, and they just run the ball. But I really like what they're doing with PJ Walker. I think he's earned enough spots. And I think even if Deshaun Watson plays, um, I think they could still hit this line because I think this is going to be a Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt type of game. So I really take their team total as best you can. I would say if it gets over four scores, if it gets closer to like 24, then I would stay away. But right now I would take it up to 22, 22 and a half. Um, So then we're going to go with our leavings. On the 1 p.m. window, there is not a lot of leavings or takings it's a lot of kind of just hold and wait till questions are answered but the one lead we are taking is patriots and commanders you could not pay me to bet on this game this these are two teams that i have hated betting for the last year and a half two years two teams that like belichick you can't bet because you never know what he's gonna do you never know if he's gonna throw the ball 50 times or if he's going to run the ball the entire game and you're going to see like a seven to three game. Washington has been the most spotty team. They look terrible against the bears and the Falcons. Then they look like playoff contenders against the Eagles. Granted, they still lost and the Eagles always play bad there, but how do you go from getting dominated by the bears to nearly winning, beating, the a Super Bowl contender in like less than two weeks. With a coach that's kind of on the hot seat, I just I think they'll do good. And but this this just looks like one of those games where you see, oh, bad throw by Mac Jones, bad throw by Sam Howell. This guy gets sacked. This guy gets sacked. This guy fumbles and it's just gonna be a turnover kind of snooze fest game. Um so I'm staying away from that one. The ones we're holding on but I really like I like the Falcons spread at three Um, Last I checked, it was two and a half, Um, but we are looking at a three and a half is the best line. It's anywhere from, I've seen a couple fives, a couple four and a halves, Um, but the best line I found, FanDuel has it at three. I really like that, Um, but I want to see what the Vikings do. If they try to sign a quarterback with, there's a couple... Decent options they could go after in free agent, like that's a free agent right now. Um, or if they just go after, um, or if they just stay with their backup rookie, I mean, you don't have the best options, but you got, well, let's say like Kirk Cousins, I don't know why Kirk Cousins is on that list. Um, I mean, you got players like Carson Wentz you can go after. You have they it just depends on what they want to do if they decide you know what we're just going to tank and they stick with a terrible quarterback and they just decide to rest jettas the rest of the year so be it um you know I'll it'll be horrible to watch but um you know you could do that and they can go after a quarterback in the draft and slowly kind of have a rebuild like a little one two year rebuild but i want to I want to see what the quarterback situation is going to look like and what they announce before I take this. Um, If this gets close to a touchdown, I'm still not going to take it because the Vikings do have some kind of a weapon. And Addison, Madison, Osborne are solid. And I just – even though the Falcons are at home, I just can't trust the Falcons on anything this year. They have been the team for – they're that one team that I always seem to bet because I find something that makes me think they're going to pull it out and then they suck. Um, Last year, I think that was the – it was the Steelers for me last year. I kept thinking the Steelers were gonna have a great game and they would get blown up by 30. And you know, then I fade them and they win by 20. And that's what that's what the Falcons are to me this year. I faded them in Tampa Bay. They dominated. I tailed them in a situation where they should have easily won and they get and they go down like 21 to 3. So that's that's a team we're holding on. If they if if I bet on them again and they lose, they're going in the band bin. Um we're we're just gonna get rid of them at this point. Um, we got – and then on our Sunday night games, Sunday night and Sunday 4 p.m., I'm taking the Cowboys-Eagles over. Cowboys needed a much-needed over last week and a much-needed high-scoring game. The Eagles' defense look has looked very spotty against some of these bad teams, but they've looked great against, like, playoff contending teams, so I want to see what it does here. But I think with the rivalry, the last time these two teams played, they scored 60 points combined. I like their over – Last I saw, I took it at, 50, um, I think it was at almost 50. Um, I took it at 46. If it gets up to like 49 and a half, 50, I would then stay away. But 46 is um, like three touchdowns and a field goal from each team. I think one of these teams can easily hit 30. I think now that... We saw the little fake tush push. They have something going that could potentially, you know, make team be a little more cautious and they could get some more runs in. But yeah, taking that over, um, the Sunday night game, we're going to take the Bills-Bengals under. That's a weird game to bet because of what happened last year when these two teams played in a primetime game in Cincinnati. But These two teams have a habit when they play each other of having these drives of like seven, eight minute, three, four yard passes. Keep the other team's quarterback on the bench as much as possible. And so I really think that's what we're going to see. These as much as the Bengals have improved, both these teams are kind of underwhelming this year. Um, Leonard Fournette got signed today, so maybe he's going to have a little bit more of a run game. But Josh Allen just has not impressed me this year. I mean, he's had a couple great games against bad teams and that one good game against the Dolphins. But, you know, he could go off for 400 yards again or he could just look like he's looked the last couple of weeks. So I think that game's going to go under. I think they've game planned for each other pretty well this week. Uh, going to game plan for each other really well. And it's, it's going to be a slow game, but I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. And we are leaving. We are not touching the Giants game or the Colts game. It is the Colts versus the Panthers. And I don't want to touch anything on that. Minshew got hurt at the end of the game. I The Colts are just those weird teams. I think they're going to easily win this game. But I think people might be buying into the hype of the Panthers. But they could also be – the Panthers could also come out of this um, with some kind of a rhythm after a big win. Um, on yesterday, and the Colts having that tough loss, but I just I think there's too many there's too many personal scenarios in that game with you know Tony Brown having a bad game, their defense struggling in Indy, and Bryce Young winning his first game against the guy who was picked right after him. So I I think there's too many scenarios and like these little storybook things that are in this game to even worth, that's worth touching it. And I'm staying away from the Giants game. Daniel Jones is back as they've confirmed. Um, Garoppolo is back as we're gonna see tonight. But the Giants are god awful. Dable's gotta be on the hot seat after that last night. They just there's so much that they there's so much potential in this team after last year. And they have just looked horrible. And I don't think it's, there's so many injuries and players that just slowly faded out at the wrong time. That's hurt them. And it's just, it's just tough. And there's nothing we can do about it, but just witness another terrible Giants primetime game. Going against a Raiders team that just doesn't, that has not lived up to whatever hype you could give them as a potential contending team for the second place in the wet in the West. Um, no, I just, there's nothing worth taking in that game. I even player prep wise, I wouldn't even touch Barkley, Barkley or Adams or anyone like that. It's just not worth it. Um, so there we go. That's our one, 1 PM, 4 PM, take it, leave it. We're going to do an update on them on Friday. We're going to post the best bets on Substack on Friday. So be sure you guys are subscribed to that and tune in. We're also going to be trying to post more for basketball. Now that we kind of have our rhythm, I'm going to be posting uh player props and uh parlay legs for builders that you can add in that are gonna be easy money for your bets. So we're gonna we're gonna have you guys cover the next week or so. We're gonna kind of go in and you know, I wanted to see what we could do this week before we got to um posting a lot more because I didn't wanna start out looking like Everything was a struggle and I have to start figuring my way out of it. I wanted to start off with kind of a rhythm of what I liked this year, what I wanted to bet, what kind of stuff I want to start tailing more and go from there. And so that's what we got right now with NBA and NFL. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a dive off NFL and probably go a little bit slower and less heavy because we've been getting hit kind of hard the last couple of weeks. But luckily, NBA has kind of saved us. So we have that. So, now we're going to talk tonight's game. This is an interesting game because I think on paper, everyone is just saying this is the Lions blowing them out. The Lions are going to have a comeback game after a terrible loss against the Ravens. But, so let's see, we're looking at the... Trying to look at the 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 public betting or not for this game. I can't seem to find anything. Here we go. Um. So on all the markets for today's game, eighty-two percent of the money is on the spread. Now it's kind of wobbled from between four and seven. I think that's because of this. But 82% of the money that is being, or 82% of the bets have been on this Lions team. Uh, God, these app, a lot of these apps keep giving me these pro trials and then forgetting about them. So let me pull it up again. I apologize. Here we go. We'll use, we'll use our Trusted Picket app. Um, so 97, according to the Pickett community, so about, which is about $3 million, 145,000 bets are on this. We have 97% of the money on the the Lions money line, 86% of the money and 80% of the bets are covering Lions on the spread at six, <clears throat> and a, we have about a, we have a pretty even split on the over under. Um so that's not even worth looking at, but um a lot of people are high on them and the line hasn't moved, which means I think Vegas knows what's going to happen today and I think Vegas is kind of ready for it. Um to take a hit today. Um I think the Lions are going to have a good bounce back. I think this is a must need bounce back with they're they're pretty much in charge of the division with the Kirk cousins injury and the Packers and um, the bears being where they're at, but they're if this is the team that knows they can't get lazy because they're going to struggle if they get lazy and against a Raiders team that has nothing to lose. But I think the way they got beat last week, they're going to come out strong. They're going to try to shut this run game down as fast as possible and force the ball into Jimmy G's hands, force him to throw the ball down the field. And as much as they don't want to, I think they can live with Garoppolo throwing to Adams and Myers versus they can live with if Josh Jacobs gets going. But luckily for them, Josh Jacobs has not got going all year. He's been coming off. I think it was like an off season surgery. He's really not played well. He's been struggling most this year. So I, I, We'll we'll talk about him later. We got our parlay coming up. That's got a uh, that we got for tonight. It's already been posted on. We post all these plays on Twitter throughout the day. So if you are watching and you get these plays, just know Twitter Instagram sees them a couple hours before the show. So you can guys get the best lines possible. Not hating on Michael Mayer. Don't 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 worry about that. We're not hating on Mayer. We're talking about Jacoby Myers over here. Mayer Mayer's set up for a good game. I I think I think he he's gonna have a decent game today. You know, as, as we've said a couple weeks ago, who is who is Michael Mayer? He's going to be the next tight end one, the next Travis Kelsey, um, according to, for frequency sakes, uh main show on Sunday. But can Jimmy G come back and put something together? I don't think so. I think the best he can do right now is just prove his worth. I think he's on like a one year deal. I can't remember. But if he is like he's. They're, they're fighting for some form of a to see if they can finish second in the West and kind of get a rhythm back. He's been in and out so much that they've kind of lost the rhythm, so I think the next couple of weeks are going to be a struggle for them, and I think they have a great matchup next week for him to get that rhythm back in the Giants. Again, we're not touching it. I'm just making a point. He, I think they have a chance that that's a good game that they can really kind of hone in on that secondary and try to get that connection and that touchback. So look out for that. But this game starts and ends with the run game for both teams. And the Lions just have too much of a good front seven for Josh Jacobs to get through. And this line to stop. And I think Jimmy G is going to be in for a rough game tonight. So with that being said, last thing we're going to do before we go over our Monday night football parlay. Um, once again, real quick, if you guys have any gambling questions, any, any fantasy lineup things for tonight, shoot them our way on Twitter, shoot them our way in the stream. We'll get to them before the end of the night and we'll make sure you have as much possible chance to get as much possible money as you can. I said possible way too much there. Um, so we have our four leg play. Monday Night Football Parlay of the Night. It's at plus 274. I think I re-put it in about 10 minutes ago, and it was around plus 280. So I think the lines have went up just a bit. So we got Jared Goff, 225-plus passing yards. A lot of people are fading him today. I've seen a lot of money on his under, which I I think 276 is a little high for him after last week, especially with the Rao. More than likely, if he is playing, he's not at one hundred percent. I haven't seen anything that says he is or isn't. I think he's still listed as game time decision. No, he is playing, but I, I think, I think he just he's not at one hundred percent. And unless the game comes is at the, um. It, I think he's just he's just going to have a tough game tonight. I think it's going to be one of those games that he might not. But I think Goff is good for 225. He hit this every line every game but one this year, and he finished at 205. Um, it, this, this is going to be one of those games they're going to pass up through the fourth quarter. If this stays close, the ball is going to live and die in Jared Goff's hands like it has been. So give me that. Uh, Jacoby Myers, 50-plus yards. He has been the sneakiest connection this season with garoppolo he's in three games he's played with garoppolo he's had over 80 yards twice and 65 yards in the third game i like his 50 plus yards that's a guarantee um for me i think the ball's everyone focuses so much on adams you forget jacoby myers is there it's kind of like last year when waddle did great because you were so focused on tyreek so i think myers goes off for at least 50 tonight his line's at like 68 and a half i took the 50 the next one is Josh Jacobs under 58 and a half rushing yards. I will fully, after the first couple of weeks, I will fully fade Josh Jacobs the rest of this year. Like I said, this game is going to be, they're going to hit the Raiders in the mouth quick. They're going to try to shut down this team as fast as possible and force them to throw the ball. Jacobs is going to probably get more receiving yards than rushing yards today. They're going to force the ball out of Garoppolo's hand they're going to force him to win this game with his arm and not with the run game, not with his legs or Jacob's legs or Abdullah's legs or anyone They're They're going to force this team to throw the ball as much as possible today. And I took the two and a half spread. I like the Lions spread, but I wanted a little insurance They'll for sure, at least win by three. So give me a field goal coverage as an alternate. You could take this. I think if you take it up to what their actual line is, it moves it up close to a 400. So you could take that there as well but i love the minus two and a half i'll gladly buy down on the points and take a minus two and a half spread there so there we go plus 274 we hit our last two we haven't done these in a while because we have kind of struggled with football and the monday night football games haven't looked good enough to put something together but we're gonna try to get back into posting more parlays for you guys and start hitting some more bets for you guys um you do have one. Lydia accidentally put Grant Williams fourteen points, rebounds, and assists in the parlay. Is there any chance this could hit? Uh, I I think so. I think this is one of those matches. I think he's probably coming off the bench tonight. But this Mavericks team does not play defense, and they're going to ha- they're going to be forcing the ball down low. I think I, I think all these every play always has a chance of hitting, especially in the NBA. These lines aren't just there to screw people. Um, Fourteen points, rebounds, and assists should be good for him. Um, let me actually check his stats this year real quick. Make sure I'm not lying to you. So, in his two games this year, he's hit this once and he's missed once. Um, the assist line's a little shaky. He hasn't gotten an assist this year. But when his shot is on, they're feeding him the ball. He had 17 points game one, five points game two, and against a team that's missing all their big men and they're relying on guys who don't normally play the three or the four, there's no height mismatch for him. So I think he'll be able to take advantage of that and put some points up. So I, I like the 14 points, rebounds, and assists. Um, the only time he missed this, he missed this by two, bo- by two. So I think that's something that could definitely hit. So – be on the lookout for that, or if you're not feeling as comfortable, watch it and look for a cash out. It's probably the best um, advice I could give you there. Um, so there we have it. We're going to be, real quick, I'll go over. We have a couple prize pick plays that I really love today. Um, we're going to go over one real quick. It's a two leg. We're going to do Jalen Brown over 20 and a half points. I like this more at 19, but give me 20. I'll take an extra point on that. This looks like a game where Jalen Brown is going to be able to take advantage of not being guarded by a top tier player. Kuzma's going to be on Tatum. You're probably going to see Denny, or you might even see Jordan Poole on Jalen Brown. And I think this is one of those games where Tatum just, unless Tatum goes off in the first quarter, he's going to kind of step to the side and he's going to focus on uh, rebounding. They're going to get the ball to Jalen Brown as much as possible. Um, I also like Drew Holiday's assist line under in that game. A lot of people have noticed that Drew Holiday is not having the ball in his hands. And if a game stays close, the ball is not going to be in his hand. Regardless, he's turned to a spot up shooter. So if his, he he hit his assist line game two this year, he missed it game one. If you see it and it's starting to get and it's around six to seven, I would definitely start taking the unders on that. So that's something to really, really look at. Well, Um, But then the other leg of this is Obi Toppin under four and a half first half points. He's not hit this this year. Obi, I think, has a bright future in Indiana, but they have not used him well so far this year. He's only usually – his backup's been Aaron Niesmith, and niesmith has been going off, so he's been cashing on that a lot Um, as niesmith has been playing majority of the minutes, and Obi's only getting about nine, ten minutes and taking one to two shots, so I – I don't think, as much as Pat Williams is kind of a fraud on defense, I don't think Obi's going to be able to put up five points in the first half. I think this ball is staying in Bruce Brown, um, and Halliburton's hands, and they're gonna, and Matherin's hand. They're gonna, they're gonna kind of force Obi to kind of create his own shot, and it's not going to go well. So there we have it. Once again, we'll go over these plays one more time. We have our th- Monday Night Football play right here. We have a Halliburton, Duran, and Giannis double-double parlay. Our three best bets on Ben Simmons, Halliburton, and Porter Jr. And the Brooklyn Nets the, to, win, to cover a three-point spread. The Pacers to cover a two-and-a-half-point spread. And Magic as an underdog to win tonight in L.A. They're there all of our plays tonight. That's all we have for you guys tonight. Be sure to check out our Twitters. We're reposting a couple more plays throughout the night get the, uh get you guys some more late night plays i know i focused a lot on the games that are at seven um for this for the next couple games so be on the lookout for all this thank you guys for watching i really do appreciate it we're starting to get some more viewers each week um my goal is hopefully we can get like a steady fan base in here we can get a lot of people on here every single night asking questions get kind of community growing with betting be sure if you if you guys love these bets if you guys love the things we're doing be sure to send us a message at For Frequency's Sake or um, at my page at Gotham Gambling. We have a Slack page we're running where we have a best bet group where everyone posts their winnings, everyone posts their bets. We talk gambling, we talk sports, and it's something that we're trying to get you guys more involved in. So make sure you guys check that out. Feel free to reach out to us so we can get you guys in. We post, we post plays that we don't even post on Twitter. We post plays that we're just kind of thinking about. You know, we had someone post a plus 1,800 play today. I posted a couple plus 700s. We we do everything from just straight bets to the degenerate, make a million dollars off a 100 bucks type plays. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be posting some links for that soon. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great night. Best of luck on your betting.